0: Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. We're here to help review RPGs, video games, podcasts, board games, cosplay, and the makers movement, and just any old fun stuff that's creative. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi fans of the Creative Playing Podcast Network, Jim here. Hey, uh, this last week I managed to go to the Tucson Comic Con, and it was a blast. One of the things that I got to experience that I wanted to share with you guys was I actually got to sit in with the uh, panel, How to Build a Better Rebel. A lot of you folks know about the 501st, the great charity cosplay group for Star Wars. Well, I've discovered that there's another group called the Rebel Legion. They've actually been around just as long, and it's a cosplay group dedicated to playing the uh, Rebels, Jedi, and the occasional Smuggler. These folks are an amazing group of cosplayers, and I managed to record most of the panel that they had, How to Build a Better Rebel. And also, in the show notes, make sure to check out the links. I'll include the links for the uh, RebelLegion.com, Moe's Isley Base. That's the local uh, Arizona chapter of the group. Bunch of great folks, and I I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I did at the panel. (laughs) <laughs> oh,
1: I know, like, Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Yeah. My name is Brian. I'm Brian. <laughs> for the Rebel Legion Moss Base, as well as the regional captain for Tucson. On behalf of the members of Moss Base, I'd like to thank you for attending and welcome you to our panel on Building a Better Rebel. Before we get started, I'd like to introduce our panelists. First we have Mike Little. He's the commanding officer for ourself. Next we have Wendy Brown to my right. Temple Master of Tashi Temple and Wendy Costumes as Jedi Master Indora Winru. And finally, right there in the middle, we have Luke Kester. in the Star Wars movies, an alliance of rebel costumers first appeared in mid-1999 thanks to a handful of brave individuals who responded to the rise of the 501st and wanted to celebrate the heroes of the Star Wars saga. By 2001, the Rebel Legion had multiplied in numbers and launched their own website and message boards. Although started in the United States, the Legion is now an international costuming club that encompasses multiple nations worldwide and has become one of the premier costuming groups in the Star Wars community. Currently we have 46 bases and 21 outposts worldwide. Bases are the largest units within the Rugby Legion. Bases cover large, distinctive regions which host unique geography, language borders, or other distinguishing characteristics. Each base is essentially a hub of Legion activity made up of Legion members who often work and attend events together. The base must have at least 12 members. Outposts exist when there are three or more members living within a distinctive region not covered by an existing unit. Our base, once Size of the Base, originally began as an extension of Mountain Base out of Colorado. In 2008, we were established as our own base, and today we serve the state of Arizona with 43 active members and 25 reserves.
0: The mission of the Rebel Legion is centered around the
1: threefold idea of costuming, community, and charity. With costuming, we promote the quality and improvement of Star Wars costumes. For community, we offer the costume enthusiast of Star Wars hero characters a global community to enjoy, express, and share their costuming and, to, and talents. Third and most importantly, we follow the lead of Lucasfilm Limited by giving back to the community through works of charity and volunteerism. The Rebel Agents members participate in a wide variety of events and venues all over the world. For this region, the Rebel Legion events adhere to a set of costume standards along with the club of conduct. The Legion recognizes that this hobby is for fun and creativity also, so they make allowances for the creative modification of costumes within the confines of decency. Different events will call for different costume event standards. There are three types of official Rebel Legion events, high profile, medium profile, and low profile. High profile events are official Rebel Legion events, usually organized or sponsored for the promotion of a Lucasfilm or Lucasfilm Limited approved partner. A costume from the movies or TV series is the usual requirement unless otherwise requested. Examples of that type of event would be the Star Wars A Concert or the Rose Bowl Parade that they did a few years back in 2007. Medium-profile events are official Rebel Legion events that do not involve the film and are for Rebel Legion promotion or charity. Some restrictions on the type of costumes allowed at these events may be placed by the event request parameters. Low-profile events are official Rebel Legion events for Rebel Legion promotion for the purpose of fun and entertainment. The use of any Rebel approved costumes are permitted. An example of this would be Phoenix Comic Con or the event that you are attending today. Some of the events we attend in Arizona each year include the Comic-Cons, Relay for Life, several children's hospital visits, and Star Wars Day with various athletic teams including the Arizona Diamondbacks, Phoenix Suns, and the Arizona Raptors. The Rebel Legion is Lucasfilm's preferred good guy costume group. As such, our goal will always be the accurate presentation of characters from the Star Wars saga. People often believe that We are actors hired by Lucasfilm to attend particular events, and because of this, it is important both to Lucasfilm and to the Rebel Legion that our costumes accurately reflect the standard of quality expected from the Lucasfilm brand. To help achieve this goal, the Rebel Legion developed and adheres to a set of costume standards. Having a costume is not a requirement to join the Rebel Legion. You can simply go onto the website, create a user profile and a username, and begin using the forms. There you will find a wealth of information on how to construct your costume, where to find props or accessories, and helpful tips and advice from other your members. You can also ask questions on the forum boards and receive answers, all with the purpose of helping you build a better rebel. When you have created your costume, you may submit your photos to one of the many rebel Legion costume judges from all over the world who will then judge your costume for formal approval. They will either approve you right away or they may give you direction on how to modify your costume to more accurately reflect the character your costume portrays. Revelation costumes may be sourced from films, TV series, books, comics, or video games. Um, The only age requirement is that you've got to be 18 years or up. And under that, there is a Galactic Academy that encompasses both the good guys and the bad guys. I think they do both um, Rebels and Empire on Galactic Academy. So these are the 12 costume categories currently recognized by the Rebel Legion. At the Worldwide Legion level, each of these costume categories has its own set of costume judges who are considered experts in these types of costume. At the local level, all size and base has a squad for almost every category. Squad leaders, such as those at the table with me here today, are available to new members to help create their costumes and then submit them.
2: We can have sound card as Diana showed with her saber. She's got that little sound card. If you go with the sleeveless, you, know, you have a cool undertone. She's got the tabards, uh, which is actually, I'll just speak up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just show up. You have the outer team, my name is brown. ground, uh, the tabards. You have to have some which can either have you know leather etching on it, or you can go all natural, like our, our, mop, our gorgeous model. But she's a one to do, So put on that and have a blade on it because you can't really go in battle with her. Um, the other uh, thing you need is the OB, which uh, Diane has a bigger open do that you can actually see. That's the portion that holds your tunic and your taverns close to the body that goes right under your belt. And uh, let's go on to the belt. Uh, you have to have a belt of some sort. And the belt also houses your saber clip or your d-ring in uh, food capsules,
3: pouches. And Anakin has some really nice pouches.
2: There's the prequel belt, which is similar to mine, which has the wider outer belt and the um, thinner yeah. inner belt. Then there's the original trilogy, which is what Luke Skywalker wore, which is the single. Oh, yeah, and Anakin's also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Anakin, keep talking about you. Somebody didn't enjoy that much, was all those Sith running around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that smile, I can't go dark side. So. Yes. Yes, Although the, the white one is fun uh, too. The uh, original trilogy belt is just a single belt that they buckle on it. You know, Diane, would you mind kinda of walking around showing everybody by your belt with a if you want to colour the difference between the two belts and break? So the colors of the belt can be brown or black. you. I don't need anybody's gonna like a, a red belt. All of this stuff. You can have either pants or skirt. And uh, the pants need to kind of color coordinate with everything. The two main colors of the, the belt they are required is either black or brown. That's not much of a choice there, but black or brown. And it must match your boots. So you can have black boots with black belt or brown boots with brown uh, belt. Um, okay. Yeah, let's go a long day. Hanging <laughs> out know, with all uh, your boots uh, are basically low-heeled, military-style riding boots. You can get them at a lot of military surplus stores. eBay has them. Uh, you can also go with the costume boots and spats, as in, you know, fancy, fancy, fancy spats. Spats Yeah. So you can either go with the leather or leather, as long as it's not those rubber galoshes. Now, I've never seen a Jedi not um, those rubber galoshes. You would know, probably or get stuck design. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> stuck? I can't my i stuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there are, and those are the things you have to have. Um, the optional equipment, you have to have a minimum of three. Now you have your choice. You can have an uh, inner tunic, which fits right underneath your, your outer tunic. It can be either a full one. I want textbooks, so I want full, which has the full sleeves. Or like a, a Dickey Diane, are you wearing the dicky one? No, yeah, you're also. We all went textbook today. I have a different color. Yeah, different color, and that's also acceptable too. Um, you have the, you know, another optional is your Jedi pouches. You have to have a minimum of two if you want to go that route. Pouches must match your belt. You can either go with the plastic resin ones like Anakin has, which you can either make or get them on eBay, or yeah. ammo pouches. And In fact, I have said set of ammo pouches as well. That just have the match belt. So if you go with black belt, you have the black pouches, brown belt, brown pouches. And then the other distinguishing optional factor is your cloak or a cape. Now everybody's so used to the Jedi having those long flowing cloaks. Uh, but you can't have a cape. Now Diane, is yours considered a cape or a cloak? The cape. The cape. Okay. No yeah. sleeves. Oh yeah, the cape has no sleeves on it. And with the uh, yeah, that comes with practice, so. And both the cloak and cape have to have a nice flowing hood on it, so that you can go meditate and be very Jedi-ish. Or Look like a Sith. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and
2: then uh, the other optional item you can choose from are food capsules, which you four of the different colors. These you can buy easily. Jedirobe.com actually has these on sale. You don't have to make them I much, too much, too. Yeah, yeah. but if you choose to uh, make them, it's the old big rollerball pinheads that you can actually paint. Going back to colors, as my dad actually says, he doesn't do colors, but Jedi do colors. And um, the purpose of birth tones, well, most Jedi stick with their tones, the browns, you can go with the birdie uh, as long as it's toned down. Uh, the purpose of this is the Jedi wanted to be inconspicuous when they visited other planets and they wouldn't be able to fit in uh, while they're either adjudicating a matter or, or might be nuts, or Jason said. Or the case management, he just wanted to stay out. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Well that would be recognized kind for. Of and as I said before, the boots must match your belt and your pouches must also match your belt. Also, you can go fancy on the contactors. Mine are actually upholstery leather out of the etching. And some Jedi wanted to either express their family heritage, even though they're encouraged to split from their families, or to show their particular office. My particular character is a Jedi diplomat. So, the diplomat, you want to go a little bit fancier, so that you're walking into the council chamber and you're dealing with of presidents or galactic senators, they
1: don't get you like your scrubby looking <laughs> so
2: <it's, Same>. um, <laughs> and, you know, examples of that is Count Dooku, he wanted to look like he became abilities or all of that. Post on the boards and like a work in progress thread, show us your progress, take a picture, and people will actually chime in and give you some feedback. So, and that's always very helpful. That way, you do some things along the road that's supposed to get you the costume done, and then realize, boom, you know, This way, it lets everybody know what you're working on, and you can show off the work, too. So like, that's always fun. And then always take photos. Uh, if you ever need to help with anything, feel free to contact the base or see one of
3: right there. Especially on our import run, that was a blast. Awesome. So, um, I'm here to talk about the Rebel League Trooper. Uh, obviously from uh, a new hope. You saw the opening scenes in Star the story. The 10 of was boarded, and our great RFTs started to fight off the Stormtroopers, even though we were outnumbered. We still a to fight. Yeah, a good fight. You guys did a great job, so. Um, the Rebel Team Trooper is one of the easier costumes to get into for the Rebel Team. Uh, it's pretty basic, and it's really fun, and it's very comfortable compared to those guys in the first or getting games that would so we just It's very cool, um, it's not hot, it's very nice, and it's very comfortable. And it's one of the more inexpensive costumes. the rubble feature for the basic requirements are the boots, the BDU pants, the shirt, the black vest, the bib that's in under the vest. You see his belt, his belt, and the helmet. And it's pretty basic. Um, The boots are quite popular. It's better if you go with the East German Military Boots, because it's more movie accurate. Um, the BDU's are great, and you can pretty much go anywhere and get those. Um, we have links. Amazon's got them. Um, military Surplus has them. And also the same thing with the uh, BDU Black vest as well. And what you'll have to do when you get the vest is you're going to have to cut the sleeves off. If they're a as well as the top. And, and you can see how the back is and everything. I have to do a little sewing on the back. And the fronts are the pockets, which is cool. I know. Okay. And um, when you do the shirt, you're going to need. Is a uh, Rebel Fleet Trooper blaster. It's a uh, Rebel Fleet Trooper blaster. is a Nerf gun by Hasbro. It's pretty cool. So you just all you gotta do is when you get it, just sand it down a little bit, paint it black and silver. And you're good to go, and it looks just like the movie. That's really cool. And it's pretty much it. And it's a very comfortable costume. And I would say mine came around three hundred. Was really good. I was able to get the boots at Walmart. Um, I got my blaster at Walmart.com. I ordered my vest and shirts on uh, Amazon.com. I went to a military surplus to get the Navy shirts. And I ordered through a member for the helmet and I had it assembled. And I got the belt myself from Tandy Leather as well, as well as the belt. And I was. Just Wants to have gracious friends who have better sewing skills than I do to help me out. So that's one thing about our base, and as well as the rest of the Revolution, is you have so many talented, wonderful people with the current skills that are there to help you out. And it's like, when you become a member, it's not just friends, you want like a big family because it's just awesome. Yeah. Everybody wants to help everybody out. They're there to encourage you, to help you get approved. It's just so much fun. I mean, do a lot of wonderful things for charity. I mean, you go to an event, you see so many people, kids of all ages, I'm telling you. They just love to see those and love stars just like we do. And it's just so much fun. But it really is a fun costume, especially if you're getting started, it's just so much fun, and it's awesome, and it's so easy.
1: It's just iconic to me. I mean, that's like the first human people you ever saw in Star Wars. Like, I remember it to this day, being a kid, and there's, there's, that is it. It's just awesome to me. It's, a, it's an iconic costume. Yes, that
3: so, one. Oh. Yes, along with Ray. Aside from the Trilogy. Um, the Rebel Fleet Trooper, as you see in the New Hope, uh, you see the opening scenes and with, uh, the extended edition, you see them all over the place, like meeting the pilots, uh, guarding the fighters, escorting the Princess Light around. And then Empire Strikes Back, which is awesome. You have the Hoth Trooper, gauntlets that are hard, which are really cool. Um, I have my indoor helmet. Um, this is the plastic donut that goes on top. And this Right here is more like the World War II um, soft helmet. It's got the ribbing on it. And also, which I absolutely love, which more fun than a lightsaber pick. Land door blaster. It's awesome. Love it. Snagged a few stormtroopers and scout troopers of those. But yeah, this is also very comfortable as well. I mean, that's really one of the big difference doing the Rebel Alliance infantry detachment is these are so much more comfortable than the stormtroopers or vice versa. It's easy. It's not as expensive as everything else. And it's just so much fun and comfortable, and I can hear too. <laughs> Big difference.
1: And the actual picture trooper is that's it. I mean, it's very standard. That, that's what you need is exactly what he's wearing. The Endor one and also the hawk one, there's a lot of variations. That can have a trench coat, have a, a green windbreaker jacket that's camouflaged, you can have the vests like he's got. So there's a lot more variety. It's the same with the Hoffman There's two or three different ways you can do that. But this one's nice and easy because that's it. Very 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 forward camouflage,
3: forward. you had to actually create yes, camouflage yourself instead of. Yes, um, yeah, so I had to do the camouflage myself. Um, there are on the boards, the form, there are links and there's guidelines that will help you out. It's pretty self explanatory. Um, they, they'll say this is how it's supposed to be, this is where you can purchase what you need to get it done. And, and if you need any questions or anything, be more than happy to answer your questions, or we'll try to do a get together party, and everybody gets to help you out with your costume and stuff. It's so much fun. You get to meet everybody. Everybody has fun, and we help you get your costume approved. So it's awesome. So much fun. These are great people, too, by the way.
1: And again, you really can just go on Revolution, make a username. And start posting to our boards. Yes. And, and post your pictures, which is a process. That's not as easy as it seems. But once you figure that out, we can kind of help give suggestions and tips and things and where to get stuff and all that. That's really what we're to do. Yeah, absolutely. We're here to help. We want
3: you to join us. and mm-hmm. simple, Join the rebellion against the empire. They don't stand a
1: chance. Um, and we win in the end.
3: Though. Why would you join the team that loses? <laughs> they might look really good, but they still lose one. Like I say? But yeah, it, it's so much fun. It's awesome to do it for a great cause. I love Star Wars, and you meet so many wonderful people. It's really fantastic. It really
1: is. Alright, with that, let's say Here's Mike Little. He's the squadron commander for uh, Mos Eisley base small-track squadron there. Uh, that, that's his name underneath there, whatever that is. Uh, <laughs> He ran out of that day. Didn't so, it was, was manly man without the A's. <laughs> so, and those, so, if you wanted to send a message to any of us on the boards, those are the names that you can look for him under, and we'll, we'll talk about the X-wing pilot. Well, I'll we'll talk about pilots in general in, in the Star Wars uh, universe, particularly
4: in the first film. Uh, the, the the actual people who won the war were the pilots. You know, the, the, the Jedi kind of. These guys didn't make it through the first few minutes of the first film, and we stayed there. Cab, and that is a company that provides uh, work jumpsuits. Um, And what I did was to match the colors, I bought two suits to cut them up to make my pockets, because going to a fabric store to match a jumpsuit will be practically impossible. You might match the color, but you probably won't match the pattern. You could match the pattern, but the color so uh, it's just easier to buy two, cut them up, and, and make your pockets for all of the tchotchkes that you're gonna have on your suit. If you, if you take a look at the, the screen, you can see that there are pockets uh, on the arms. There are, there are two here, and well, I'll drag you back over here, uh, for the, the compact, which is um, for use as, as a On this side, which is just stylish and functional, Um, the uh, flak vest. um, And again, if you're in a space space ship and you're you're flying through space, you don't really have any oxygen. um, And flak from other uh, ships—well, it's kind of thin to catch flak, but you know, it is. It's based on uh, World War II, World War. Um, I actually made my own, um, which the sewing on that was difficult, to say the least. Um, you know, Sewing the lines straight, I actually had to take it off the machine and redo it about five times because my lines kept going like that. I I was, as I was sewing, I was looking at it going, oh, this looks pretty good, and I pulled out. Is to produce these now that you can buy them online. Uh, it's a lot easier, but you know there's there's really something to be said about creating it yourself and, and you know, having it finished. And, and I'll I'll do a little pirouette in a minute to show you the entire thing uh, as we're talking through it. But on top of the uh, flat vest is the uh, the chest box, and its functionality is for um, breathing see anyone with an oxygen mask within the, the, the pilot uh, cockpit. Um, the, the box attaches to the suit itself, um, which is actually a cooling device, if you will. Um, uh, and then, uh, we have all kinds of straps and, and other devices, uh, that uh, look functional, but, uh I haven't found kind of a bunch of Coral yet. And then uh, around the leg are leg flares. Those are for the purpose of if your ship crashes, you like your flare and you uh, can attract other ships to help you. Um, the boots, like the RFT, are, are based on East German uh, military boots. Uh, they are uh, very heavy and thick that's that's the thing with the fabric on this this costume. It is very thick and not very breathable. And, and again, once I'll, I'll show you in just a moment, but um, it is layer on layer on layer, and that can get a pretty warm in the Arizona. Neck. So. That um, There was a company called Renaissance uh, that used to, to sell these, and I haven't seen them for a while. So um, there are, again, places where you can, uh, links on our boards, and you can uh, find out where buy it, uh, all of these things. So, um, let's see, there's the helmet, which is based in part on uh, Vietnam-era uh, pilot helmets, uh, particularly a helicopter pilot helmet. It's the same basic shape. Um, It's much different than a World War II helmet or World War II helmet. Um, It is um, currently not uh, one of the only things for the the pilot costume uh, that is not mandatory. Um, I I know that they keep talking about changing the uh, costume standards to include the helmet, but right now all you have to do is have the entire. But I would say that the helmet makes it much more fun, and, and everyone knows a that you're the pilot when you have that, that, that pocket on. Um, your, your paint uh, jobs are um, largely your own. You have to make sure that you are uh, look like you are in the, the Star Wars universe. Um, the, the Rebel birds, the use of uh, the, the round. My costume is considered a face character because I'm an actual character from the films as opposed to just a generic pilot. Mine, uh, my character is Jack Corkins. He was the, the first pilot to die in the battle of Death Star 1. Um, so the, the paint job on here is uh, completely based on the helmet from that character in the film. Um, it is... Uh, not a clean helmet, it was uh, weathered to make it look like Actually, out of wooden dowels um, and painted uh, aluminum silver. Uh, the the fabrics, uh, the green fabrics that I use for for these and 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 the flares are from uh, military surplus stores. Um, the tubing is actually dishwasher tubing that I got at a uh, uh, Lowe's type uh, place, uh, Home Depot, uh, as well as the Ls and the uh, the clamps. Looks like it's attached to my suit, but it's just snapped on. I uh, put a snap on here, put an O-ring on there, and then snap it in place on the suit, and then it gives it the appearance that it's attached to the suit, which I'll have to reattach that later. Um, the, again, the chest box, uh, created that myself, and um, these are uh, the, the pockets, like I say, to match the, the actual um, suit. Um, and I have pockets, pockets, pockets everywhere. So, yeah, I get to carry everybody's change. So, um, The plaque vest on the back has a, uh, a clip that is, you, you know, you have to follow mandatory um, pieces of what you need to add. You can't just say, well, that is kind of like that. You know, you, you follow a lot of pictures as guides. Uh, a lot of looking at frames of film to say, "Oh, wait, that's what that is." So um, the trick the, Sorry? the trick with the with the flares is you see they're they're not moving anywhere. I actually attached popsicle sticks on the inside of the the, the green, and then I snapped the. The, the, the flare belt around my leg, and then the popsicle sticks slide into the boot, and they're not going anywhere. So, because I did have a problem, like I'd snap it on, and I'd be walking along, and they'd be dragging on the floor. So, I learned that trick of adding the popsicle sticks, and yeah. Um, so, all together, the, the, uh, the costume adds the, the gloves and the helmet and I usually add the coil into my my pocket Uh, and uh, again this goes on here and that's pretty much your your standard X-wing pilot. There are other pilots in the the Star Wars universe, A-wing pilot, B-wing pilot, uh, in the original series, in uh, Star Wars Episode One, Phantom Menace. There are uh, Naboo pilots. There are so many pilots in the. the the universe that we would love you to take a look at a pilot and say, you know what, I'd like to do that. No one has done that in our base. So I would encourage you to, to do that if you wanted to. Um, there are new pilots. It appears to be an X-Wing. We're not entirely sure. For Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Uh, and that is coming December tw- 2015. But we've already seen a promotional video with J- Director J.J. Abrams. And he has got a pilot behind him climbing in what appears to be a newfangled X-wing. Uh, so there may be new costumes ahead of us for pilots. And I believe there's been a pilot in every single Star Wars film to date. So um, yes, there are many pilots in the universe and we'd like you to uh, come join us. So it's a lot of fun. And uh, like, like they were saying, it's become more than just you know, a costume club. It's become a, a, a group of friends and, and, all, and in some cases a family. Uh, and, yeah, we just would love you to come join us and, and have fun with us. So, Absolutely. thank you, Brian. <laughs> 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 so we're just
0: going to roll through Oh, the that. we're going to have the yeah. yeah. Okay. So, the, base characters, um, the the
1: thing with the... the the standards on these things can get a little bit here. Look at that one. I mean, come on. Yeah. Does that look that, that's, our, that's our chief down there. I mean, does that, the that just came out? It's one of my favorite costumes. I love that part. Uh, and this next one is uh, Tanya, and she actually entered that costume at San Diego Comic-Con and, and won the Lutes Film Award for that private mean, like, and it's, it's an amazing, It's an amazing, amazing costume. There's a lot of talented people in this group for sure. Um, Face characters are a little harder with the standards. There, they can be kind of picky because they have so much screen time, and people are so intimately familiar with those characters that it really elevates sort of what you need to do. sorry.
4: Six seven five zero nine eight.
0: Tucson Comic Con this year was off the hook, with over 5,000 guests coming in attending, and it was fantastic. I'll be giving you guys a few more teasers from my Comic Con experience, as well as check out the Creative Plane Podcast Network's website. We'll have some photos on the website for you guys of what we got to see and experience. After listening to this great presentation, I know I'm going to be reaching out to the Mos Eisley chapter, and seeing if maybe some of us, from the, the folks from the Creative Plane Podcast Network, can do a little bit of crossover and get to get our Star Wars rubble on. Again, thank you for listening.